Welcome into the fade. I am Clay Travis. She is Kelly Stewart at Kelly in Vegas, and we got absolutely massacred in the divisional round playoff games. We will break all of that down. We'll try to make up for it by giving you picks in the NFC and the AFC championship games. But Kelly, um, I went one and five with my picks. We certainly were not helped by uh, the failures of uh, of Bills kickers uh, yet again. I'm sorry to all Bills fans. And um, there wasn't really very much of a help in general. In uh, I didn't feel like we got very many good bounces overall. Um, let's start with the games themselves that just took place in the divisional round. What stood out to you and surprised you about what we saw in those games? I think there's a little bit of recency bias always baked in to the games that we're going to see for conference championship weekend. So I'd like to throw that out there to start with, right? Don't always buy into what you saw last, but here is what we saw last clay. And that was that the Ravens were absolutely dominant. They shut down the, uh, you know, rookie offensive rookie of the year, potentially in CJ Stroud. They made them very one dimensional. Couldn't get the running game going. Couldn't get the passing game going. Ravens looked really good. Everybody's ready to hand them the Lombardi all of a sudden. Don't really like that because I have them uh, to win the Super Bowl at a, at a nice ticket price. So that kind of concerns me. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes uh, winning a playoff game on the road. Couldn't be done with his crappy receivers. Now everybody's buying in on the Chiefs. Chiefs to win, uh, you know, second place here in uh, the Super Bowl, a gross overreaction. If you watch that game wire to wire, there were many mistakes made on both sides. Unfortunately, the Bills just, just abysmal defensively. I was very disappointed in that team. Speaking of bad defense, the Niners. You got carved up by Jordan Love and some okay receivers. I mean, you got a kid in craft at a tight end position that I didn't hear of until like week eight in out of Green Bay. Nice touchdown, wide open pass. I just was not that impressed with the Niners. I know we laid the points with the Niners there. I I don't understand it. And then the Lions, Baker Mayfield had so many opportunities. Todd Bowles going for two, trying to be ballsy to set themselves up for the potential win there. I didn't like the call, but I understood it. You know, it's a 50-50 proposition. Do you want to win in that situation? Yes. Did he put his team in the best position to win? I'm not sure. But there was... I mean, it was 17-17 late in the third quarter there, and I thought, all right, Bucks plus six and a half. We're on cruise control here. Yeah, I had a terrible weekend, Clay, uh, as you did. So I guess we found out that when you and I agree, everybody should just bet the opposite. Yeah, no doubt. I, I actually, going for two, this is the Todd Furman special that he's been arguing for for years. The going for two there, I, I, I you could see it coming, and I was like, I know he's going to attempt it, and – we would have covered if they had converted on the two-point conversion and uh, and everything had kind of hung uh, itself the way it did the rest of the game. But I, I don't like the fade throw there to Mike Evans. I didn't think Mike Evans sold the uh, the pass interference, which could have been uh, could have been called. They couldn't cover Mike Evans in general. Um, and then the, uh, the jumping out to me, and I talked all about all about these games on Monday, uh, but. The second half where the Ravens just completely took over was uh, was utterly dominant. And I, again, I just come back to the Bills more than anything else because I do think 
the Patrick Mahomes as Tom Brady, six straight AFC championship games. I mean, I think that analogy is very relevant now with Andy Reid as Bill Belichick. Like, that is a uh, th- that is a easy argument to make now. And similarly, now you've got Josh Allen in sort of that Peyton Manning role where he's really good. I know they're not similar in terms of players. Josh Allen, much better a- uh, athlete, bigger arm than Peyton Manning ever had but just can't seem to get over the hump to actually put himself in position to win a Super Bowl. And if you're a Bills fan, notwithstanding the missed field goal, which certainly is Scott Norwood-esque uh, and, uh, and painful to see, but also to now have Josh Allen coming on as basically a $50 million a year quarterback, the salary cap advantages that they had from having a young quarterback vanish now and uh, it's going to be a lot more challenging for the Bills to put together a roster, as we've seen happen with the Chiefs, who had to move on from Tyreek Hill, who still is an electric player, maybe probably the best wide receiver still in the NFL. The Chiefs have managed to win without him, but I think the challenge going forward there is just knowing that you're probably going to have to rebuild. And how about the Stephon Diggs no, no catch? I mean, for all the talk we have about the missed field goal, Stephon Diggs one-on-one, absolute dime from Josh Allen. He has to catch that football, Kelly, right? Especially if he's in any way trying to argue that he's one of the top receivers in the NFL. There's really no defending that drop. Clay, I had over five and a half receptions. Uh, One of my buddies who's very successful at props said that was his favorite prop of the weekend. And when he dropped that second pass, he caught the first, uh, I think it was like a slant route, caught it, no problem, there's one. After he dropped that second one, I go, something's up. Something is is not right with whether it's their timing. And you're absolutely right. That was a, I could have caught that pass, Clay. It was just right, a beautiful throw by Josh Allen. It is unacceptable to ask for that amount of money and then not make that catch. I would like to, to use this platform, though, to lobby Josh Allen to the Broncos. It was really successful for Peyton Manning. And uh, then he can face Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Just throwing it out there, Bills fans. If you really don't want him, uh, I would take him in Denver. I, are there any Bills fans that are saying they don't want Josh Allen? Is that argument actually being made? Uh, you know, here's the thing with fandom, Clay, and we know this because we have our own fan- teams that we're fans of. You become emotional, right? And uh, losing a game like that and being told that you can't beat Patrick Mahomes, even though, oh, wait, they just beat them in the regular season. I know that doesn't count because it's not the playoffs. This is, people get a little over, you know, it's it's Twitter, it's X, whatever you want to call it now. People kind of lose their mind. So yeah, I did see some Bills fans kind of going off the deep end. Uh, obviously, more of it was related to Tyler Bass, but you're right. We saw almost nobody talking about stuff on Diggs. I would I would kill uh, to have Josh Allen as the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Going yeah. Forward. So if any Bills fans, and I heard, and obviously you're making the argument, the difference, obviously, when you got Peyton Manning for your Broncos uh, was that uh, that they questioned whether he was going to be able to be healthy enough to be able to play. Because I remember, trust me, I remember that well. Uh, because the Titans were in the mix to potentially get Peyton Manning as well. Instead, he went to uh, to the Broncos. So, look, I, I think as you break all this down, um, ultimately what you're going to have to come back to is the AFC is just so stacked with young quarterbacks. Mahomes, obviously, is the is the absolute apex of the elite. We'll see what happens. We're going to break that down for you, uh, for everybody out there in a sec with Lamar Jackson uh, and the matchup in the AFC Championship. 
but Josh Allen. Uh, but now all of a sudden you got C.J. Stroud. Uh, you've got uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, and and people thought Trevor Lawrence coming into this season was going to be really good. I mean, we'll see whether Deshaun Watson ever returns to any form of uh, of normalcy now four years after he basically hit three years, whatever the math is on that, after he was actually a really incredible young quarterback. I mean, you just start running through all of the available quarterbacks out there in the AFC and it's a complete minefield, difficult to get through. And then you look on the NFC side, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but there isn't anywhere near the same caliber of talent. It's really kind of unfair how all of the elite quarterback talent, it seems to me, at least on a young age level, uh, is now on the AFC side of the equation. Um, All right, anything else you took away from the NFC uh, or the AFC divisional round playoff games? No, that was really about it. Uh, kudos to uh, Jared Goff for being a great game manager and uh, shout out to the the Niners for somehow winning that football game they probably should have lost. But outside of that, um, I like to not buy into too much of what we saw last and, and look at these games as if they were standalone games. I know some people like teams that pass the eye test, but I'm a, I'm a 50-50 kind of girl. I got to make the math do its mathing thing, Clay, like, you know, Todd Furman likes to do, and then also see who's actually going to play in terms of the matchups. Plus, let's see what we saw last. All right, let's dive into them. Let's start with the AFC Championship game. I will make the argument that I have been making now for probably my entire uh, sports media career. Put one championship game on Saturday and put the other championship game on Sunday. I don't know why we have to have them both on Sunday. I don't know why we have to have like seven and a half or eight hours straight when we could have two amazing primetime games. I'm just tossing that out there. Uh, The audience would be the same, maybe even potentially bigger. But let's start with the AFC championship game. Um, Ravens sitting right around a three-and-a-half-point favorite over under 44-and-a-half, Kelly. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. I made this mistake last week. I'm I'm taking Patrick Mahomes plus the points on the road against the Ravens. Uh, I know that Lamar Jackson played well in the second half, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, um, and the Ravens have not been great. So far, with Lamar Jackson in general in the postseason, and the Chiefs have always been pretty extraordinary with Patrick Mahomes, with Andy Reid, with three and a half points. Really, it's rare this happens. I would argue, I'm curious if you would agree, no real pressure on the Chiefs. I feel like they're kind of playing with house money now. The pressure is actually all on the Ravens. The Chiefs have won a couple of Super Bowls. They've proven that they can get there before. They're in their sixth straight AFC championship game. I know it's going to be an electric environment, first AFC, uh, first championship game since, what, 1971, uh, I, I think was the uh, was the report. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs plus the points. Uh, what say you, Kelly? Yeah, we're opposite here. And uh, I, like I said, I do have a Super Bowl ticket on the Ravens. I'm going to I'm going to put this out there. I had the Bills last weekend as did you. Um I agree with you. Chiefs are playing with house money, but I think their luck is going to run out here in Baltimore. I'm so upset. I was this close to getting to go to the game with Ariel. It's just not going to work out timing-wise with flights and all that fun stuff. 
but I hope to get to see this team in the Super Bowl with her. Look, the Chiefs all season long, what did we talk about? They were inconsistent on offense, right? You mentioned Tyreek Hill uh, and losing him and what it's been since he went to Miami for Patrick Mahomes and kind of having that guy that was supposed to be his number one guy. Travis Kelsey, up until last week, had not scored a touchdown in seven games. Uh, but oh, you know, I know Patrick Mahomes. I had him on my uh, our high end fantasy team as he collapsed. Yeah, and and I'm sure that was tough. Uh, I know a lot of people that were not very pleased with his performance. I will say this: uh, you know, the Chiefs' defense. There were points in time during that regular season where they really did step up, and we didn't see much of it last week versus the Bills. And I don't want to discredit it because, of course, the Chiefs have a shot in this one. Patrick Mahomes has been an awesome underdog. Seven of the last eight he's won um, in the playoffs. So congratulations to him. Now, on the flip side, there is a more dynamic team that is better on both sides of the ball in the Ravens. This is a team that has went 7-0 and down the stretch. And, of course, you can't count that season finale where everybody got rested. But 7-0 and down the stretch and 30 four points a game defense giving up just about 16 and a half points a game. I like how well-rounded Baltimore is. What did we talk about last week versus the Texans? I said, my concern with Baltimore was them playing for four quarters. There was a point in time where they were the worst second half team in the AFC. They would be have They would have such a nice lead and then give it up and either barely squeak out a win or lose outright. That's not been happening basically since the seven and all run. Again, Patrick Mahomes, all the credit in the world. He probably is going to be the next Tom Brady. I expect them to put up a good fight. But if I'm playing this game, I'm laying it with the Ravens. Uh, Okay, we're on opposite sides here. I would just point out the other aspect everybody's going to focus on Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs defense has been playing really, really well uh, down the stretch, even all season. Um, and I think they may give Lamar Jackson uh, some headaches. And so that side of the ball to me is uh, is worth following too. I don't have a strong read uh, over under in this game. I think what, 44 and a half, 43 and a half, something like that. Um, I don't have a strong lean. 44 and a half is what I'm seeing most recently as we're talking right now uh, on uh, what, when, Wednesday morning here. Uh, so that is, uh, we're on opposite sides of the AFC championship game, NFC championship game. Um, Maybe I'm buying into the hype. Maybe it's too much of a uh, reaction to what we saw from the 49ers last week when they, as you mentioned, were very fortunate to get past the Packers, lucky to win that one at home. And given all the, I, I would imagine if you have a soul, you are on the side of rooting for the Detroit Lions. I'm going to take the Lions plus seven points. Um, and uh, I am going to uh, buy in to some Lions Super Bowl hype it would be incredible to see uh, the Niners, obviously, uh, alongside of the Ravens, are substantial favorites uh, when it comes to uh, to winning the Super Bowl. The Lions and the Chiefs, both fairly substantial underdogs if you were just betting on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, look, Jared Goff has been playing phenomenally well. I feel like Debo Samuel is probably going to try to give it a go, but if he's not super healthy... I think that changes some of the uh, dynamicism, if that's a word that I can use, uh, of the uh, of the San Francisco 49ers offense. Brock Purdy, let's be honest, a little bit wobbly so far, uh, and uh, and this just feels like the Lions' year. I bet almost all the money is going to be on the Lions. You tell me. I haven't looked at the splits yet, 
but what side are you on? Are we on opposite sides completely again? Uh, we are on opposite sides. Of course we are. It's better that way, Clay. Like, it's just better for us. One of us is going to be week. great. It's better that way. And and the reason why I have some, uh, I have a 20 game sample size, a little bit of data to back it up uh, in the AFC NFC championship games, the number one seed 16 and four straight up 12 and eight against the spread. That is the last 20 AFC NFC championship games, AKA the last 10 years. So something to keep an eye on there. The one seeds have done very, very well. Now here's my, my caveat. I agree with you. I would love to see the Lions in the Super Bowl. Why? Because I'm friends with a ton of people from Michigan and they, I think they really deserve it. But the 49ers played so bad last week. I mean, that fourth quarter versus the Packers, I laid nine and a half and I was like, I just hope they lose outright. They're not going to cover. So might as well lose this one outright. But what did we see down the stretch? That was Brock Purdy finally getting his offense going against an okay Packers defense, right? We joked the week before versus the Cowboys that Joe Barry got to keep his job. Well, he did get to keep his job after really stifling this Niners team. I do think that we see a different offense. And keep in mind, Debo Samuel getting hurt early in that game was not good uh, for this offense. Keep an eye on if he's going to be playing this week as well. On the flip side, look, the Lions had opportunities to blow that game to Los Angeles and Tampa Bay. They gave up 400 yards to both of those teams. And that's what kind of scares me here. Brock Purdy is not the second coming of Tom Brady. We know exactly who Iowa State Brock Purdy is, and we saw him for three quarters in that game versus the Packers. But in that fourth quarter, we saw game manager and somewhat athletic quarterback in Brock Purdy. And I expect to see him really come into form against this Lions defense. Speaking of defense, the 49ers defense is going to have to stop Jameer Gibbs, and they're going to have to stop Amar Ross A. Brown because those guys have just been absolute monsters. Jamar Gibbs almost 100 yards rushing the last two weeks. Amal Ross St. Brown, 94 receiving yards last week, 100 yards in four of the last six games. So keep an eye on that one. But again, a little bit of data to back it up, but I am also, if I'm playing it, I'm laying it here with the Niners. Uh, what else, any other prop bets, anything else that stands out to you that you like in the uh, NFC, AFC championship games? Yeah, I'm looking at Lamar over rushing once again. It was an absolute gift last week. It was one of the ones that I hit in the first half. I like those easy prop bets, Clay, because then you just get to sit back and actually enjoy the game. So I had that one last week. Keep an eye, uh, again, on Debo Samuels. If he's going to be healthy, if not, start looking at George Kittle props because he proved in that fourth quarter that he is Brock's go-to guy when in need. So keep an eye on those. Sometimes they might be juiced a little too high, but... As things start to come to fruition, a lot of books don't put these out until Thursdays, Fridays. I think we'll see them out a little bit earlier, but keep an eye on both of those. I'm going to be making sure to um, keep an eye on a lot of injuries this week. There are some guys that are very questionable. You want to make sure that down the stretch, you're getting your best guys, right? Debo Samuel was fine going into that game. It sucked that he unfortunately got hurt for us. Do I think that that would have changed the result? Possibly. So always keep an eye on that kind of stuff. And then uh, in college basketball, I'm back to uh, fading ranked teams, catching points here on Wednesday night. There's a pair of them. Uh, Alabama and Nevada will be my plays. And I, they went 0-3 on Saturday. 
but during the midweek, they have been golden. They were six and zero prior to that. So just going to try to tread lightly here in college basketball uh, as we're getting into conference play. Um, you and I will be in person in Las Vegas on uh, one day Super Bowl week, right? Either Thursday, Friday. We'll see exactly how that is set up. Uh, but that will be the next fade. No show next week because there is no NFL. I know very sadly, uh, as we only have three games left in the football season. Uh, but we will do a show uh, certainly for college basketball to get ready for March Madness, all those things. But we will be in person two weeks basically from now. Look forward to then. We'll see whether or not one of us can get hot after a disastrous divisional round. Uh, Kelly, Keep up the good work. Anything else? Last uh, last bit of advice going into NFC, AFC championship games? Uh, listen, these are one-game sample sizes. We have just kind of chugged along all year. I haven't had a great season. Don't go nuts with your bankroll just because there's only two games on Sunday, guys. Always bet responsibly. That is my Todd Furman PSA. <laughs> You sound like Todd Furman, sound like an old man like he does. Can't wait to hang in Vegas. Hopefully, we will have some fun with the AFC and the NFC Championship games on Sunday. You've got the vet, the bets uh, locked and loaded. We'll see. Get rich, kids. Uh, or maybe you're going to go bankrupt like uh, like uh, we basically did last week. Uh, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. As always, this has been The Fade. I am Clay Travis. She is Kelly Stewart at Kelly in Vegas. We'll see you from Vegas in two weeks. Good luck, kids.